race-specific bioweapons are reality. In fact, if you listen to my podcast over the summer, you know that it's been named among the seven new domains of warfare. But as frightening as that may seem, there's something equally as disturbing on the rise that might hit the U.S. this summer. It's called Disease X. And just like most global crises, it came from a group of elites with a hefty desire for power. The World Health Organization coined this term back in 2017, citing a list of priority pathogens. Disease X was defined as something that, quote, represents the knowledge that a serious international epidemic could be caused by a pathogen currently unknown to cause human disease. Don't worry, the fear campaign isn't slowing down. In fact, it got its own seven-person discussion panel at the World Economic Forum in Davos last week titled Preparing for Disease X. Interestingly, powers in the ivory towers have developed a list of potential pathogens. This list includes 11 viruses. Some of them we've already experienced in the U.S. or globally, including COVID-19, SARS, MERS, and Zika. Of the remaining diseases listed, one is particularly interesting, the Ebola virus. Ebola has a 50% fatality rate, with some past outbreaks having a 90% fatality rate. This virus is spread through touch. Blood or body fluids from someone who has died from Ebola can infect someone else as well. Even objects that have been contaminated with body fluids from someone or someone who has died from Ebola can spread the virus. Here's where things start to get weird, so go ahead and put on your tinfoil hat. The FDA approved the first Ebola vaccine in 2019, called Everbo. Then, just a few months ago in November of 2023, Denver Health administered this vaccine to some of its employees. Members of Denver's Health's high-risk infection team became some of the first people to receive and get vaccinated with Everbo. Of course, the media will never tell us if these individuals had any adverse reactions, and the list of those reactions is quite lengthy and painful. The vaccine insert lists the following side effects. Wheezing or trouble breathing, swelling of the face, lips, and tongue, or other parts of the body, generalized itching, redness, flushing, or itchy bumps on the skin, pain, swelling, redness where you got the vaccine, fever, feeling tired, joint pain, muscle aches, headache, chills, excessive sweating, nausea, skin rash, including blisters, and joint swelling. Interesting little tidbit here, the vaccine that they received contained a live Ebola virus. According to that vaccine insert, nearly a third of recipients shed the virus in their saliva following vaccination. In fact, studies show that shedding was at its highest point on day 7 and didn't completely disappear until day 28. Now maybe you're asking, why Denver? If so, you're on the right track. You see, the medical team that was vaccinated is part of the Regional Emerging Special Pathogen Treatment Centers, making them just one of 13 centers in the U.S. that can treat infectious diseases such as Ebola. Now, that is the surface-level answer, but if you keep digging, you'll find an even more compelling answer to this question. And you'll also find the usual suspects. A brand-new taxpayer-funded lab is being built on Colorado State University's campus in Fort Collins, Colorado, just 60 miles from Denver. The building is less than 400 feet from the border fence of the university land and neighboring houses. Residents have been outspoken about their disdain for this lab, fearing that the lab could spread and trigger the next pandemic, 
and they're pretty justified in their concerns. Dr. Fauci approved the lab while he was in charge of the NIAID. Who else is involved with the lab, you ask? One well, other than Dr. Peter Dejak, who runs the EcoHealth Alliance. Dr. Dejak has his fingerprints all over the pandemic and has come under scrutiny for whether COVID-19 was of a natural origin or a lab leak. So, of course, that's the guy you want involved with orchestrating a U.S.-based infectious disease lab, am I right? This lab is a biosafety level two research center. This classification works with diseases that post a moderate health hazard like HIV, hepatitis, and HIV. However, the Daily Mail claims that they have reviewed older proposals that suggest scientists at this new facility wanted to work with more dangerous diseases, including COVID, Ebola, and the Nipah virus. In fact, a document submitted by CSU researchers back in 2022 states that they, quote, will infect horseshoe bats with SARS-CoV-2. This 140,000-square-foot lab is receiving nearly $7 million in government funding and is slated to open in September 2025. Now let's review. Global elites have been warning of disease X for around seven years. Just last November, the first Ebola vaccine was administered. It sheds a third of the time. Just 60 miles away, a Fauci-approved Dr. Dejak Research Lab is being built. It will study viruses by experimenting on bats. Although classified as a BS1 facility for moderate diseases, previous proposals have indicated a desire to study Ebola. Sound familiar? Yeah. It's the COVID-19 pandemic all over again. Same players, same plot. Just like Hollywood, global elites can't come up with a unique idea. Now, maybe you're going to say, okay, this sounds kind of fishy, but disease X refers to pathogens currently unknown to cause human disease. Yes, that's true. But here's where the story takes another interesting turn. There are six types of Ebola viruses. Four types are known to cause illness in humans. Zare, Sudan, Typhorus, and Bundibugyo, Ebola virus. A fifth type, Restin virus, affects non-human primates and pigs. But the sixth type, Bambali virus is the one to pay special attention to. According to the CDC, Bambali virus was recently identified in bats, but it is unknown if it causes illness in either animals or people. Unknown? A virus found in bats that no one knows if it will infect humans? Could this be the Ebola virus the lab will tinker with? Will Bambali virus become the new COVID-19? Will it be the virus to leak from the new CSU lab in Fort Collins? And don't forget, we're in an election year. COVID hit in 2020, and it affected the presidential election. This is 2024. The stakes are higher. Will this disease X be the thing that tries to stop the election dead in its tracks? And if you think COVID lockdowns were draconian, just wait till you hear about what we get next time. A complete shutdown of the Internet. This stems from Section 706 of the Communications Act. Take a listen to Senator Rand Paul explaining what that would do. There's actually an emergency power that was given to the FCC in the 1930s that gives the president the power to shut down all communications and control all communications in the U.S. People call it the Internet kill switch. It's never been used, but and it predates the Internet, but people now think in applying it to the Internet that a president has the power to shut down the Internet. Nobody should have this. COVID got people trained to be locked down and pressured into vaccination. What will the next outbreak bring? Complete control to the point that the internet is shut down along with all other communication? Think about how this would affect the 2024 election. 
We already know that President Biden conspired with Twitter and Facebook to censor what it deemed was misinformation, a massive violation of our First Amendment right to free speech. We already know Biden's disdain for ultra-MAGA supporters. We already know that the Treasury Department was instructing banks to flag purchases for keywords like Trump and MAGA, as well as stores like Cabela's and Bass Pro Fishing. We know that January 6th has been used as a dragnet by the Biden administration to incarcerate their political enemies. We know that the full January 6th story isn't being told in an effort to smear Trump supporters. We know that the Democrats want to eliminate Trump by bombarding him with 91 frivolous felony counts. We know that President Obama launched a surveillance program on Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. The powers that be do not like Americans who disagree with them. They want to lock them up and lock them down. They want to comb their purchases and control their speech on social media. The biggest threat to the power-hungry elite on both sides of the aisle is your ability to discuss what these clowns are doing. They don't want you sharing information, accessing news and data that shows them to be the liars and scammers we all know they are. Is disease X Ebola? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe the Bemboli virus is that unknown pathogen that will prove itself to infect humans. Maybe disease X is something no one has conjured up. What I do know is the leader preparing for something dark and scary. Just like Event 201 wargamed COVID-19 just months before the outbreak, Disease X is their next plan. While globalists may say Disease X is an unknown threat, we all know that it's only unknown to us, but not to them. For your sake and mine, I hope it's not Ebola. I'm not looking forward to have blood squirting out of my eyeballs. Nevertheless, be prepared. 2024 is going to be a bumpy year. In this election cycle, it's not going to be a mask that is going to protect you from the deadly virus in the air. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Brighty on Social, Rumble, and BitChute.